0: Halloween is forever.
1: Welcome, boys and girls, to another fucking mini-soda of Halloween is forever. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. Guys... (laughs) We got a motherfucker of a show here tonight, guys. We got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. We are going to have our first guest on in quite a while. And boy, howdy, is it a fucking doozy of a guest. We have a writer, director of uh, recently uh, released on Shudder. I think it was released last year on the festival circuit. Uh, a little flicky that we watched and did an episode on. A few weeks ago, called The Sadness, writer director of that particular film, uh Rob Yabaz is on. I think it's Joe Baz. <laughs> I heard people uh, pronounce it so several ways. So and I just want to get it <laughs> out before he's actually on the line. Um, so that I don't have to mispronounce his name to his face. Um, that's the <laughs> trick. Uh, but I was on, I was, I was in line with, uh, what it's, what it's, uh, I think I pronounced it not horrifically wrong. Um, in any case, uh, holy shit, what a movie. If you guys listen to our episode and discussion about the sadness, it's trip. Uh, it's a whole thing. It's a whole ordeal. Um, It's just going to probably fuck your life up in, in more ways than one. And I'm eager to talk to uh, the gentleman who wrote and directed uh, what I've got to characterize as one of the most um, brutal fucking movies I've probably ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, So pretty excited for that. But... Before we have company over, before we light a candle and open a window and get all the fart smells out of the house, (laughs) before we, you know, shove all the dirty clothes under the bed, we got some, uh couple different orders of business that we have to take care of, as is tradition on the mini-sode. Let's start with some damn beers, you guys. You got any beers out here you want to talk about? i got beer. we got hey. Meg. you want to go first
2: sure why not because we already got the chip talk out of the way
1: oh, yeah um. i came on the, i signed on to the zoom a little late and it was a very <laughs> solemn scene and for whatever reason it sounded like the, that meg and steve were having this really like in-depth conversation meg was like yeah you know i i think it's just like i have this fear of commitment and, blah, blah, blah. and i was like wow things are getting heavy while i was restarting the old <laughs> laptop and then i quickly realized no they're just talking about chips <laughs>
2: Yeah, well yeah. here here's just the A to Z. Z here's the A to Z on that. So yeah. this beer that I have, it's a collaboration. It says Pro Am, so it's Bolero Snart Brewery and Fitz. Which so season. it means it sucks. It's Pro Am. <laughs> that means this beer sucks. Come <laughs> uh, <laughs> on, let's not talk too much should I brought this back from the Pink Boots event. <laughs> okay, night? fine. Uh but when we it were sucks just talk- by women. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. Sorry. <laughs>
3: sorry <laughs> no that
2: means it's like better than most things <laughs> um <laughs> uh, yeah so the the whole conversation turned because the bolero and so we started talking about cars from cuba and mm. then we started talking about cubans and then we started about cuban chips and i said no i can't commit to f- crazy flavored chips like that i just mm. I just can't what's i never a, end up a, liking them
1: what's a cuban flavored chip like do you what know what a be- cuban is I mean, I know the Cuban sandwich.
2: Yeah, it's that in yeah. a chip form.
1: Oh, oh, I thought it was like a native flavor from Cuba, <laughs> oh. like the ketchup chips from Canada, but no. it was whatever Cuban chip flavor. But no, it's literally flavored like it, a Cuban sandwich. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's the sandwich Aldi
3: sells them. Hmm.
1: Check it out.
2: Yeah. Uh, or so no, like, go with the classics like I do. You know, just get some ruffles, some good old fashioned French onion dip. Mm-hmm, hell you of know, good. go to town, call yeah. it a night. That's mm-hmm. all we need. You know what uh, I like yeah.
1: to do is eat the entire thing of French onion dip. And then when there's really not any reason to fuck with the chips anymore, just swipe my finger around the inside and that's just lick move, it though. off I'm my finger like a, just like a dirty, dirty whore that I am.
2: <laughs> I, uh, there, there's
1: a, there's that groove you just can't get into <laughs> with the chips. I know. And that, and that's what the finger's for. <laughs> yeah.
2: I uh, My my ex-boyfriend... People think this
1: is a Coke now. No, this, this is for dip. <laughs> This is dip down yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. No, my ex-boyfriend told me early on when we started dating that I uh that like his family was like really really into French onion dip. Like it was this thing that like it's went, on their
1: family uh, crest. Yeah. <laughs> 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 pretty
2: much, it, like this is pretty close. Like I'm imagining said, him like,
1: sitting you down, going like I have to talk to you about something. Well, it was
2: before I met his family for the first time for sure because I we were we knew that there was gonna be French onion dip there. Like that was just norm. Yeah. So he basically gave me a warning, and I thought he was. Joking, but he was just like, "No, it's like you put down the French onion dip, and then just everyone swarms it, and then it's gone." And it, it, that's exactly what happened. And I've never seen anything like that. It's yeah. kind of <laughs> like this movie that we're talking
1: about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a
2: little bit. It's like yeah. swarmed to it. <laughs> kill it and they were also Fuck like it. really the i was gonna dip. say were they
1: really like violently horny for it
2: pretty much yeah Sorry, that's that's my um that's my random story for the night guys um yeah, yeah so this beer though that i'm drinking
1: it's cuban awful.
2: cuban flavors. <laughs> well that's what that was also what we were talking about before you got on uh where the watermelons go it's a watermelon has hibiscus in it it sea salt um i don't know totally how i feel about it uh maybe it's like a little too much salt in it for me um Mm. so there's something going on uh but it's okay i love it in theory i like this whole combo in theory i would like it
1: yeah it sounds fucking lame i i like also (laughs) that you're like (laughs) you like it in theory which means it's (laughs) not in reality. Right. In theory, I think that I like it. I know bad. I
2: like these like I know yeah. I like this combo. I like a thing in that might be beer, called that, but just this. I don't this. know if I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not gonna be mean to people right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well people make bad <laughs> Except beer. Except for you. I mean, Except for both make, of you too. You people you make bad ourselves. beer like all the time. People like unfortunately, <laughs> people make bad beer all the time. So that's true. Um, uh yep um you what you got bad beer steve you got good beer what's <laughs> up i got i got i got good beer
2: okay
3: but it's good for me so you're <laughs> so gonna to say th- bad beer yeah, yeah. so sweet. you're gonna say bad beer right right
1: yeah
2: <laughs> a lot of adjuncts yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Is, it is, is that the, just a dollop of sour cream on the label? <laughs> no, it was ice cream. Uh, ice cream. All right.
3: So it is the abjuration ice cream sour. Yeah. Version one point three. <laughs> he
2: poured into a glass and then put a dollop of sour cream on top of it because he's a sick fuck like that.
3: <laughs> it's a it's their vanilla soft serve and peanut butter what? version. I yeah. like
2: those combos in theory as well, but I don't know if I want it in a beer. It yeah. works
3: for me. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Is it,
2: wait, did it say it was sour too? Mm-hmm. Interesting.
3: And so it comes out tasting like a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Hmm. Where's the
2: jelly coming into play?
3: Just from the sourness of like the, you know, the fruit sourness. Like it's, it's not uh what's the fruit in it yeah there is no there is no fruit in sure, it it's just oh. like the tart the, the tartness you would associate with like jelly. Not, not like a grape jelly i'm trying but more to of follow a...
2: you and like be like yeah for sure i'm trying to be validating here but i'm also just saying that i i don't want a lemon curd in my fucking pb and j yeah
3: it's, it's it's like the tartness from you know like a, a red raspberry maybe but mm-hmm. there's also just
1: so much vanilla and everything in it so I see. Yeah, it sounds awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, I don't care. <laughs> it sounds bad. It's like you guys went to the store and said, where's your bad beer at? And then you went and got bought that for them. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I, on the other hand, am drinking, surprise, surprise, Pilsner. <laughs> this <Bad> one, beer. <laughs> this one is actually from Love City Brewing, a Deep Cut Pilsner. Mm. From Love City, uh, it's nice. It's I nice. I love those folks. Yeah, they're, they're cool. so nice. Cool folks, super, super nice, super friendly, and also uh, generally make some some pretty damn tasty beers. Um, yeah, this one is. Uh, it's real clean. It's real nice. pill malt character, nice hopper. I would say if I if 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 it was my personal preference um, that I was inflicting here, I would say that I want a little bit more bitterness in the pills, but. Um, it's yeah, it's dry, it's well attenuated, it's clean. Really nice, really nice beer. It's super fresh. It's canned like two and a half weeks ago or something like that, which is mm-hmm. nice. So digging yeah, digging that. That's from
3: your Philadelphia trips
1: mm-hmm. when you're going out
3: there.
1: Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Got this out in Philly yesterday. Actually in beautiful uh Wayne, uh, Pennsylvania, which is in uh Delaware County. For those who are from the area, uh, Delco, uh, which Delco, I get the feeling is kind of the equivalent of like a like a Westmoreland County, uh, okay. kind of, you know, um, not quite Fayette County, but but mm-hmm. maybe a Westmoreland County type situation. But um, yeah, I am digging it. I also have on deck here a little little Saison Dupont as well, which I think uh I think Meg didn't you you yeah, left left, left me one of these, so I'm gonna drink that damn thing too. Um right after this. But Okie dokie, we got beers out of the way. Guys, we're one for three. On the beers, really, really bad start. Um, <laughs> please don't, em- please don't embarrass me in front of Rob. Um, well, all right. Oh, what,
3: what's Rob going to tell us? He has Sing Tao? They ain't going to impress me none.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that don't
1: impress me much. Mm-mm. Should we do Shania Twain? You think he's a Shania Twain fan? Probably not. Um, ten out of
2: ten. I mean, he's from Canada, so is she.
1: Oh, is he Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. And he probably is a huge Shania Twain fan. That should probably he's... be our icebreaker right off the bat. Uh, <laughs> you know, celebrated filmmaker, <laughs> love the movie. What's your feeling on Shania Twain? You twainhead. <laughs> um though we he's know come about on Brian Meadows. Canadian
2: tuxedo though. 20 bucks says.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or right? an
2: American flag
1: shirt. One of the We're, two. Writing that down. Writing that down. Ask him about Shania. We have a couple other things we gotta cover off on though, too. First of all we did a little votey on the social medias, as we promised. We told you we were going to fucking did it. We did it, guys. We put it out there. <laughs> you voted. You helped us to choose what our uh, July showdown topic is going to be for our very first episode in the month of July. And uh, I will remind you what options we had, what the old spinny wheel threw our way uh, for for youns to vote on. We had... Um, horror remakes and reimaginings uh we had fan flicks and we had best of one mr alfred hitchcock um there there was a significant amount of votes uh for all topics but a pretty decisive win for uh horror remakes and reimaginations or reimaginings i guess um so a lot of different directions we can go in in uh In that category, a lot of big, heavy hitters that we could go after in that topic or little sneaky boys sneaking under the radar as well. I've got about six or seven that I'm already kind of thinking of that I really need to narrow down um, because my list is way too long. How do you guys feel about that topic? You got a couple in mind?
3: I'm into it. I, I would also try to find a more sneaky, I think. Mm hmm. Uh, just, you know, just kind of seeing what's out there. But, like, yeah, obviously, there's a whole bunch of Texas Chainsaw you could get into.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's the Halloween
3: movies you can get into. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> yeah. I I almost wonder, and, and this is, I don't like to do this because we have done in the past where we're like, okay, this particular one's off limits. Yeah. But, I mean, the elephant in the room, I feel like, the thing, you know, is somebody going to do... Mm-hmm.
3: i would agree with taking that one off the table for both this reason but the other reason is that we're we are slated to redo the john carpenter showdown for october Mm. Mm. and if we did the thing now it Mm. wouldn't be available for october that's true But,
2: but that's just the remake though that would be off the table
3: yeah, John Carpenter's is the remake.
2: What am I missing here? Didn't he do the original too? Who did the original then?
3: The original's from the 50s. Yeah. the the, the, the I know you're thinking of the 2011 Meg. And yeah. sure, yeah. if you want to do that one, go ahead. But oh, John yes, Carpenter's is, is f- also
1: a remake. That one's fully on the table.
2: Oh, okay. I got you. All right. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I didn't know that there was one in the 50s. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, the thing from thing from another world, right? Uh, yeah, I think, think it's from it's, another
3: world or a thing from outer space yeah yeah Yeah. it's
1: it's it's good it is a uh you know kind of i don't want to say schlocky it's a decent but probably decent budget for the time but uh you know kind of sci-fi horror creature feature type of thing um but uh any case uh yeah Yeah, i say 2011 the thing very much on the board. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I would take 82.
2: Like I would take one.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was the one I think. Uh, that I think we were talking about potentially uh, potentially taking off the table just because it is a little bit like fishing with dynamite. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah. if you spin the wheel in October and you get it, you know, you win. So. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's like a. That's like um You just hit the the $1 on the old yeah. uh, on the old uh, uh price, is price is wheel right, yeah yeah old showcase showdown situation guys um all right so we are going to talk about remakes and reimaginings um uh come July so next week uh we will come in hot for you and spit out whatever movie we're going to do so you have a little bit of lead time if you do want to watch those movies ahead of that showdown episode um, another thing I would probably like to mention now before I forget, uh, if you want to help us vote on these topics in the future, or if you want to suggest topics that are going to go on the old spinny wheel of death that we pull these topics off of, uh, or if you just want to interact with us, see some damn spooky, spooky shit on the internet, check us out on the social medias, uh at Halloween is forever um, on Instagram, Halloween is forever podcast on Facebook at hallow forever on twitter at halloween is forever pod on tiktok or halloween is forever pod at gmail.com if you want to send them old-fashioned emails if you are already following us on the social medias then you probably already know or if you listen to the show you're fucking paying attention you probably know we have our first ever live show our live recording that is happening on june the 25th that is a saturday at beautiful hop farm brewing company in pittsburgh pennsylvania Actually, in Lawrenceville, if you're familiar with the area, Lawrenceville neighborhood of Pittsburgh. Uh, Come on down, guys. Come on down. Support us. As we've talked about, we are going to be um, huffing paint, uh, Mm -hmm. model glue. Um, We're probably going to do some ecstasy. I don't know. We're just getting butt wild out here tonight <laughs> we're gonna get kicked out our, our we we want the cops to be called like it's like it's gonna be like the Gigi allen of podcast scenarios that's gonna play out here um, oh, i'm gonna be in my like hand that. i'm gonna shit in my hand i'm gonna <laughs> throw it on people i'm gonna punch them in the face um it's gonna be chaos they're gonna immediately regret having us on um, now, in reality, what we're going to do is we are going to talk about um, we're going to talk about Midsummer uh, Ari Aster, a 24 flick, because Meg and some other uh, rad folks from uh, the greater Pittsburgh area brewed a collaboration beer called May Queen with a bunch of uh, rad people. Uh, female brewers and beer industry professionals um yeah give us a, i know we talked about it a few episodes ago meg but what, what else was in that beer because i know there was like local honey there was like a a kind of cacophony of crazy dried herbs and spices or flowers things lots like of that drugs, yeah lots of opium lots of yes. shrooms yep 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 uh, yep, yep.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, so the base beer we've kind of kept things like similar theme. It has a farmhouse ale that um, was brewed with local tea and locally sourced honey. And so um, I'm probably going to bastardize her name because she changed it. It used to be Tupelo Honey, and now um, I want to say it's it's something French, like a a Bay a Baye Voyant, something like that. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. Really great that local tea Cajun. shop. Yep, <laughs> um, I guarantee. I think that might be my accent that, yes. that did that. That's yeah. your
1: that's your Acadian accent coming out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, and then she connected us with um a which is like a local. They they're gonna have eventually a really cool local shop where you can taste tea and like um tea and honey and like get some apps and stuff like that. But she like has uh, Bees all over the city and so she oftentimes will get us like very localized honey mm-hmm. and that was the coolest part of it because we got to really break down what kind of tea worked with what kind of honey and Mm -hmm. which vibe we wanted to go with this year. And, um, like when, when I tasted it about a week and a half ago, it had this like almost dessert characteristic. The tea like had some like peach coming through some vanilla. The honey was like subtle, but this like really nice graham cracker. So it's like literally like kind of reminded me of like, you know, peach cobbler a little bit, but like not in the extreme adjunct way that Steve likes. Yeah in a subtle, more delicate. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like, it, like
1: in a grown-up way.
2: In a grown-up up
1: way. <laughs> shut up. Shut up and double shut up. <laughs>
2: we just got we just got layers upon layers of characters and I'm I'm really curious to see how it'll be once we get it carved up and crash and all of that stuff. So, I think we're packaging it next week too. So, Sweet. Very yes. excited.
1: That that is going to be exciting. We try that beer, <laughs> come out, have some beer, have some food. We will um, put uh, like an alarming amount of acid in one person's beer, and we're not going <laughs> to tell you who it is. And then we're going to sew that person into a bear corpse and burn them alive. So that's the uh, that's going to be the end of the show. Um, and I don't probably know if you're supposed to of-
2: give that away yet. That was supposed to be the surprise.
1: <laughs> oh, we'll <laughs> have to was- edit that out. Yeah,
3: there yep. will also be a milk stout with somebody's period in it, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I the way up. you said that is weird. Somebody's period. Somebody's moon juice is going to be in that. Um, we're going to do some sex magic where there's going to be just vats I'm of I'm going to name a beer moon of, juice now. Vats, it's going to be so uncomfortable. Vats have come, Vats of period blood. It's going to be sick. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, we'll probably be asked to not come back again. So this may be your only opportunity to see us at this particular venue or outside of uh, jail. I just so. have to note that we're so good at selling things to people. Like, I,
2: I think we should start our own marketing firm at this
1: point. Yeah, I like to do the whole, like, way, way over promise than under deliver. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but like you
3: said, Gigi Allen, like, experience. And now people are going to come in in hazmat suits looking for
1: baby dick. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then, like, they're going to be bummed. They're going to yeah. be bummed
1: when they don't see any of that. Or we're just going to have, like, a bunch of, like, fucking psychos there as so as we walk in. We're just going to get, like, <laughs> fucking just cracked in the back of the head with a pro bar. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) It's just non-starter. Yes. So that should be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to that. Uh, Come on down, check us out, say hello. We're going to do a little kind of interactive thing as well. Um, So a little bit different than our normal recordings, but will be fun nonetheless. Uh, All right. So that said, uh, no further ado necessary, guys. Let's jump right into our interview with writer director of The Sadness, Rob Jabaz, my my first curiosity. You just made yourself a drink. We just talked about all the beers we're drinking right now. What are, what are you drinking?
4: I bought this uh, amino acid drink that I'm mm. that has like mild stimulants in it. Mm-hmm. I think I think it, like it, it's sort of like a pre workout drink. Gotcha. But uh, but I looked into it and it's like it doesn't have like. Tor- I mean, I looked into it. I read the back of it. <laughs> and, <laughs> I looked into it. I did, did, his research. Research. Yeah, and, did his
3: own research. Yeah.
4: Did his <laughs> own so research. I'm trying to. I, I'm doing an experiment. I'm going to see if I can, if I cannot drink coffee for like maybe a month or two months or three months. Cause I just want, I'm just want to see how it affects me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah. So like, I just, I got this, maybe it's, it's not a, it's not a good idea, um, but it doesn't have caffeine in it. It doesn't have like taurine in it or anything, but it is supposed to have like, you know, whatever the like organic shit that makes you
1: wake, wake up or something. Mm-hmm. It's got zoom well, zoom 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 weeds yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> also, disgusting. another
4: thing too is that, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, ugh, I'm trying to say that uh, it's green. Hmm. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot. I've totally. It's got can't... it's
1: got it's got all the chlorophylls in it.
4: No, I don't think it has any. Chlorophyll. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just
1: say it's green. Did I zoom? <laughs> Yeah, we're we're going straight downers here tonight. I got a little little Cezanne DuPont. I moved on to, and Steve's drinking some just god awful garbage beer with peanut butter in it mm. or something. It's I did, just...
3: I did move on myself.
1: Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> so
3: I moved on to the eleventh uh, hour Fire Oak Stone Smoke Logger.
1: So you okay. can stop being you can <laughs> stop being shitty with your <laughs> shitty attitude. <laughs> all right, fine. Um. All right, yeah, so so uh, obviously talking about the sadness, and we did an episode, um, oh, a few months ago about this. And as three, I'm sure this isn't the first time you've heard it, but as three, you know, jaded horror fans for for decades, not a lot of movies come around that often that you just walk away going. Fucking hell. That was a ride. You know what I mean? And uh and this definitely categorizes categorizes as as that in my mind. I mean, I can I can safely say this is uh there's not another movie that I could think of that is that is quite like this one. It was uh it was a blast, it was intense, it was disturbing, it was fun, it was Yeah, fe- right? Yeah, it was just like that, a, a that, That's lot. why
4: I wanted to talk with you guys because like I, I felt like I'm there was one guy, I, I think it might have been you. Uh, mm-hmm. but I can't tell for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, one guy really liked it. And like the, and the, the way you were talking about it, I was just like, Oh, you like it for the same reason that I, that I like it. Or in mm-hmm. other words, like you, you, uh, what I was trying to get across, like came across yeah. to this guy mm-hmm. now, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's why I was like, um, that's why I responded. I, I, I ended up just listening to your thing. And then, uh, I think I went on your Twitter or your Instagram or something mm-hmm. and I was just like, Hey, thanks for the thing, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. you guys, hey, you want to come on the show? And I said why not?
1: You know, Yes.
4: I got nothing going
1: on. Yeah. We got to listen. That's what we were doing. We, we were sitting there. Actually, I was in Philadelphia. I was in an Airbnb. I was laying there watching, uh, Cronenberg's the fly for about the 40th time. And somebody, the- el- somebody else's house, um, in a, <laughs> uh, in an Airbnb. And Steve texted me, said, Holy shit. Did you see the director of the sadness reached out? And I was like, well, we got to shoot our shot on this one. So we, uh, we appreciate you, you hopping on, uh, and, and talking to us. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I absolutely love this movie. I know we all really, really enjoyed it. Um, And, you know, kind of getting into, you know, uh, listen, we're going to spoil certainly some stuff about the movie. So if you haven't seen it. Shut it off and go watch the fucking movie. Don't well, let us spoil would for you.
4: care about what you. like. What I have to like. What would they care about what I have to say if they haven't even
1: seen the movie? You'd be why? surprised how many people <laughs> listen to podcasts about movies they've never saw. You'd be you'd be surprised to learn it's it's it's, it's a bizarre. Notes. Yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, but, but this
4: is an interview with like the director. This isn't yeah. like yeah. You know, chatting, yeah. You know? no. yeah,
1: Still, people will do that. <laughs> yeah, it's real fucking weird. Uh, people, you know, people. I been mean, listening people
4: to, to quite a lot of podcasts like mm. lately, just because, and I and I stopped too because so many podcasts are just like are just like a bunch of like people like you know catching up like mm-hmm.
1: after a week. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's, it's this could really be a bad. phone call. Yeah, yeah, That's what the next podcast
2: man. is called. This could have been a phone call.
4: <laughs> the, guy, the guy will be like, you know, oh, you know, well, today, you know, I took uh, Lindsay to uh, her skating lessons and, uh, you know, it was pretty nice. We had a nice time a nice drive. And it's just like, what the fuck am I listening to? Like, who <laughs> is, do, people, do people pay for this? Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, but but like, to, to actually have people like actually talk about, um, movies and and do research and stuff mm. that's that's the thing too is that so many of them just don't do any research and they and they just don't it's like what what am i doing like i could i could do this myself you know mm-hmm. i do do this myself right <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah i suppose that, like podcasts and stuff of the like are just like sort of uh you know company simulators you know mm-hmm. yeah
1: there is an entire genre of podcasts that every imaginable interest subset out there that are solely for the hosts by the hosts. Like they've no one else listened to it. They would be totally, uh, 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 you know that would be fine with them which yeah. you know I think ours is that sometimes as well but we are yes. fortunate we are fortunate that a significant amount of people do listen which is nice um, We also but we do have a high media literacy at least yeah so like yeah. we do do our research we do try to you know watch more movies than anybody else like we yeah. have some backgrounds yeah Steve yeah. Steve is the filmmaker he's actually the trained filmmaker uh, an experienced filmmaker uh, Meg and I just watch a whole little shitload of movies. So uh, he's, he's certainly the professional amongst us. But in any case, uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, I I don't know that we that I, you know, because I did listen to you on, you know, talking to some other folks and interviews and some YouTube videos, you talking about the film and some of your, you know, uh, ideas behind it, some of the things you were trying to get across. Uh, I'm I know right off the bat, I'm interested to hear like, what your um, not just particularly for this movie, but what are some of the movies that woke you up internally and said, Fuck, I want to be a filmmaker? You know what I mean? And and not even necessarily horror genre. I imagine quite a few of the that would probably fall in horror genre, but um yeah, what you know, what are some of the movies that made you think like, Oh man, I could do I think I could do this, you know what I mean?
4: Let me say, first of all, that I, I actually have a lot more I have a lot more in common with Brian and mm-hmm. Meg than I do actually with Steve because I never went to film school mm. and my, and I'm more of like a, just a fan that got kind of a lucky break, you know, mm. like I'm a guy who just, you know, um, you know, I'm one of those guys who like, you know, knows like episode names of star Trek, the next generation. And like,
0: <laughs> sure. And
4: like, uh, you know, I've been whenever I, whenever I say a movie, I'll say the year after it, like a, <laughs> like a fucking goof, you know? <laughs> and, uh, And, uh, so I'm that kind of guy and I've always been that kind of guy. And then Mm -hmm. I just kind of got like, got kind of, um, an opportunity to, to do a film due to a bunch of like totally circumstantial, uh, events, you know, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing. Uh, so like, I, I really do attribute attribute like sort of being able to being able to do the sadness. Uh, like I attribute that entirely to luck. Mm -hmm. However, um, you know, if, if you get a lucky break to do something and then, but you don't have any ability, then you just end up, you know, embarrassing yourself and crashing and burning. So you have to have yeah. like that, that sort of innate, uh, well, maybe not innate. Cause I, I definitely, I'm a, i am come from an animation background, right? Like I, am okay. an animator, Um, and that really, I really think that maybe that's not the same for everybody. Some people are really into like cameras and they carry a camera around and, they're camera people, you know, but I, have never been like that. I hate cameras. I don't like touching them. Um, I, I, don't, I never, when I'm on vacation, I never take a single picture. And then, mm. and then I'm, I'm dating Well, I'm dating. I've, I've been with the same girl for probably the last like six years, but she doesn't do it. She doesn't do it either. So we end up going on a vacation and then coming back and like not having a single picture, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I just like, no, we probably should have taken a picture just, you know? because honestly, yeah. like, my memory sucks. Like, so like, I'm not, I'm not going to remember this in two weeks, honestly. Um, <laughs> It was nice, though. Yeah. But anyways, um, the, the thing is, is uh, animation really helped me with, with my to- storytelling stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so, like, prob- probably, like, I've never really, like, because being a filmmaker, you, you watch TV shows about, like, you know, people making films or you watch, like, Entertainment Tonight or something. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just looks like a big, huge room, like a big warehouse-sized room full of people. Uh, and they're all, like, drinking coffee and... <laughs> You know, like running like running around and being busy and stuff. And it, mm. it actually doesn't look like my, my idea of fun, you know, yeah. it just looks like a big, fucking, uh, just a big, like bunch of people. I like was going to say
1: just a bunch of circle jerk of egos and people yelling things at different. That's what that, I always thought that was the case too. Yeah. Cause yeah, you yeah, see yeah, it yeah. in movies, you know, that's what a movie set looks like.
4: Yeah. 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 Actually, yeah. I, I just saw that in, um, uh, luck. I just saw Lux Eterna the other day. Mm. Uh, Gasper uh short film. I guess it's a short film. Yeah. But I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of what it's like, I guess. Yeah. Except that these are, these are like, you know, I guess famous popular people. So there's all, there's also sort of like leeches coming around the set trying to like <clears throat> poach for their next project and stuff. And I sure. I don't think I had that on the side. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. um, so, anyways, like, uh, I didn't like the look of that as like a younger guy. So I, but I did like, you know, I'd watch something like um, the making of the California raisins. Uh, Christmas <laughs> special and I'd be like Now
1: you speak st- my language <laughs> and,
4: Yeah and, Or I'd watch like Hollywood Effects Masters There used to be a show called Hollywood Effects Masters on TLC Back when TLC was um, L Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was an LC And yeah. uh, the uh, uh, That show uh, Was I I would never miss that show That was like one of my favorite shows And they would, mm-hmm. and they would show you how you do like all the monsters and stuff And animatronics and I was like wow this looks cool And I, But then like I couldn't I'm not, I've never been much of an engineer. Sorry, guys, I'm rambling here. Let me no, just get, no, no. <laughs> get to your point. Um, probably something like that is when I decided I wanted to be like an animator, uh, or you know what I mean, like. Uh, yeah. or So that's really when, in terms of like childhood sort of stuff. Like when I seen kind of like stop motion animation stuff, and um, uh, that that seemed like animatronics seemed unachievable because it was like it required like an engineering kind of background. And I, mm-hmm. and I, I just didn't get, I didn't know where to buy. I one time I went to a, a model car store. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, the things that turn that operate the spirit, the steering mechanism are, are servos and you need to get them to do things. And yeah. then I looked at the box and it didn't make any sense. And like, it's like, where's the part that turns? I don't, I don't even get that. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I didn't understand what, like how to do it at all. And I gave up and then but then I thought, Oh, but like, you know, plasticine and this, this camera can, can not do can't do one frame a second, but it can do like maybe two frames a second. If I, if I stop it and start it really quickly Yeah, and then I was trying to do that sort of stuff. And then, so, I mean, that, that was kind of what got me into like something kind of like filmmaking. Yeah. Um, but then later, like when I, when I came to Taiwan, um, I had a, so much free time and I was able to kind of like learn software, uh, better than I had learned in, in college. Cause in college I just was like, um, uh, I wasn't really, I don't think I was doing my best work. I, if, if anybody out there is like a college student and you're in like sort of film school or art school, like use that time to make like the best work that you possibly can because like it's actually, you're actually set up to do it. Like you to, you're set up to like have everything there so that you can, don't think that you're going to just make this. And then like later on, like you're going to do the good thing. Cause it's like, you have. Everything All the
1: resources there. are there exactly. at your disposal. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. And, and, and uh, you don't have, you're not beholden to anybody's like, wallet you know like, i was gonna you, say mm-hmm.
1: yeah no there's no budget there's no you don't have to worry about making anybody's money back you just are uh, yeah. borrowing the the university's resources right, right. The, sorry, uh, I,
4: I, sorry i just want to say like technically yeah. i was supposed to be like learning animation and and uh, t- uh time-based media in college but i just was i just was drinking a lot and like mm-hmm. getting fucked up and um and, and spending most of my time being like being like um you know, having anxiety attacks about like girls and stuff, and, and like you know, relationship things. And just, sure. I, I think about oh, just, it I sounds think like
2: about, normal twenty-year-old stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, yeah.
4: I yeah. My time in college, and I'm just and I'm so embarrassed. I'm so yeah. ashamed. But um, just, just <laughs> that, how much of a of a of a, pardon the euphemism, but how much of a little bitch I was in terms. of <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Yeah, I did the same thing, except for just also played a lot of Halo. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same exact scenario. Um, yeah. So, so you're you're um, Canadian, but you've been in Taiwan for for what a, a decade plus, I think I read. Is that accurate?
4: That's accurate.
1: Yeah. What what brought you to Taiwan? Uh
4: I I was trying well, okay, like it I was trying to uh get a job in Toronto being like a a layout designer for this magazine. Mm-hmm. And then, and uh, and I was working. I, I was working like um, full time as a uh, sculpt, like a commercial sculptor. Like I was like sculpting uh, like heads for mascots and stuff, and um, like sports teams and shit. Like okay, walruses and whatnot. And then um, <laughs> California
1: raisins. Yeah, okay, uh, <laughs> California
4: raisins. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so then, like, um, what happened? Oh yeah, like I I had to you know, tell my boss, whether I wanted to sort of renew, like my, you know, re- I didn't have a, like, it wasn't really like a renewing a contract. He was just like, so you want to, you want to do this? Uh, you want to keep doing this? Like, do you want to come to the next level? Do you want to like uh, be part of the team? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sure if I'm the best at this. Cause I, I cause I wasn't, I'm not a very good, I wasn't a very good s- subtractive sculptor.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Cause you, it's carving, right. Like you're right. taking away. Um, so it's like, if you fuck up you're you just have to start over. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, uh, so I was trying to get this job at this magazine cause I was, you know, I was working full full time at the, at the mascot head thing. And then also I was, had a part-time job to, uh, like with this sort of hip hop magazine that like was, uh, um, you know, not really, not like a real magazine. It was just, it was like a street team magazine that people would just like hand out in the mm-hmm. in like a zine.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. It was like, a z- but it was better quality than that. Like it was, yeah. it was like color and it was like, it was, it looked like a magazine, but yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, but anyways um uh and, and and they had enough to pay like a staff you know oh so anyways, that's um,
1: de- definitely not a zine then.
4: yeah <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I, I don't i never got that last paycheck actually Um still looking out for that one but anyways it yeah,
1: yeah. don't show up any day now i'm sure I, <laughs> I, 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 I that.
4: but anyways <laughs> um, i was going to say that um uh, i went to i went to this to this other place that was a real magazine and i was and i got like one interview went really well got a second interview and then like I, I was sure that I got it cause I also, I knew one of the people in there who did like event coordination with them. So I thought like, Oh yeah, she'll put in a good word. And then, um, then they gave me a call and they were like, yeah, you know, we just wanted to let you know that you didn't get the job. And I was just mm. like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> why did you call? and then, um, and then at that point I was just like, I'm going to Taiwan. And then, uh, and that was basically cause I was oh, sorry, I, because I had a, a friend who was in Taiwan who said like, yeah, you know, you should just come out here for like, you know, six months or a year or something. It'll be, mm-hmm. it'll be cool. Like, um, it's, it's chill. And, and, uh, it's easy to like get a job and you know it seems like hard and stuff but it's actually like not like everything's because they want people to come over here to like teach like little kids and teenagers and even adults like english and stuff mm-hmm. and, I was, like... mm-hmm. and i was just like oh, all right cool like that sounds cool i guess i don't know if I'm ne- i've never been much of a teacher uh, but then like um when i when i didn't get that job i was just like like i'm you know if, if I don't do this now, I'm probably never going to do this. I'm just be stuck in sure. Toronto. My life. Sure. So I was like, okay, I'll go, I'll go there for like a year, I guess. And then I ended up staying for like, you know, way longer, like 13 <laughs> or 14 years, or whatever it's been at this point.
1: Yeah. 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 No, so that's, that's cool. I mean, yeah, I think we've all had that moment of like, there's nothing here for me. Fuck this noise. Uh, boy, I want to move to, Yeah. Taiwan, South Korea, you know, <laughs> Thailand, something like that and just uh uh yeah, you you fucking did it, which is pretty cool. Um yeah, yeah have have you always been uh, you know, a horror nerd? You know, I I know you like animation, you know, was a, an early love for you. Have you always been into horror and genre films?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. From the very from the very beginning. Yeah, I mean the the like the answer is yes. The reason like the reason why like I I got into animation was just kind of, I was alluding to that a little before It's just that it didn't ever seem realistic to make live action movies, mm-hmm. but animation seemed achievable because it's just, you just really need one guy to, to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, otherwise if, if it was easy to make, you know, films, I would have made horror films and like, and the animation and stuff that I did always has like, well, yeah, always has some sort of like horror, kind of edge to it, you know, um, everything, uh, you know, all the drawings that I, that I do, uh, it's always, it's always like that, you know, You ask my parents, they're always just like, he's always drawing that, you know, weird stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The, um, uh, you know, as a, as a long time horror nerd, you know, and, and we kind of chatted a little bit about this on, you know, the episode we did on the sadness and then, you know, back and forth a little bit in the DMs before, uh, you know, when when you reach out to us. And I'll tell you, one of the things I really appreciate about this movie, besides the fact that, like kind of mind-blowing which i i definitely want to hear a little bit about but like most of the time when you talk to somebody who's it's like their you know feature length directorial debut you're not dealing with this level of production value you know what i mean and and this level of like practical effects and it's just seems just really really polished and 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 yeah just impressive generally um but whenever um I got, I'm sorry, I got off, a little bit off topic there, but but you know, as a horror nerd, um, one of the things I absolutely love about it, besides the, the high production value and great story, and there's a lot of great like social commentary and political commentary and that sort of stuff in it, is like you can't trust this movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the way I kind of think about it is, I mean, I've seen so many so many horror movies um, that you kind of get a feel, and we've talked about it on the show. You kind of get a feel for like. Not necessarily, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. Not, not. It's not that. It's more like, what you're in
4: for, the t- the tone. I know
1: the speed. Yes, I know the speed that we're going to get to in this movie. I can tell whether this is going to be a moderately disturbing flick. I can tell whether this is going to be kind of a, you know, a nerfed experience, if you will. And this movie um, definitely lures you into a false sense of security because for the first you know, I'm, I'm gonna just going to guess like maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the movie, you know, it's setting up some pretty um, um, expected kind of zombie outbreak type of tropes. And then it just blindsides you. It just cups your ear and and sends you into a fucking tailspin, you know, and and then the rest of the movie is just like you're just trying to keep up. So there's not a lot of movies as a as a jaded horror nerd that you're like, yeah, I you know I, I don't want to turn my back on this movie cuz it it'll do anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of kind of feels a little bit more dangerous if you will and not to be, you know, too much hyperbole, but is that something that was I mean, I assume the answer is yes, something that was intentional, but like what about that level level of like extreme violence and and not just violence, but emotional um, I guess turmoil that you're throwing the the viewer into, like wh- how how is that appealing to you? Like, what does that mean to you in terms of you know uh delivering the final product?
4: Um, like like sort of being, I guess, sort of being like unpredictable in terms yeah. of yeah. Um. Okay, like so, uh, you know. One of the things that, uh, early on when people were sort of seeing this film at the, f- at festivals and stuff, one of the things that people kept saying was like, um, you know, how much it was like, um, a Hong Kong, uh, sort of, uh, you know, gory crime sort of nineties movie. Like people, people say like, you know, category three, Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But the category three is just a rating. Like, you know, if, if I said, Oh yeah, it's like, have you seen the new R rated movie? You know, it's like, well, what is it? Is it a comedy? Is it, is it, uh, something about Mary or is it, mm. uh
1: you know yeah um, it's almost like an nc like it is and and maybe this is something that's lost kind of in culturally lost on me but i always thought of like when i hear category three i almost think of it as like that like unrated or like nc 17 type of rating like it's meant to be a little bit more extreme i don't know if that's accurate though
4: well no it is it it is it's just that it doesn't it it absolutely is like Mm. and uh category three is is like an nc 17 so you are correct however um you know Showgirls is an NC seventeen, right? Yeah, and, yeah, I got you. Yeah, so like or is an NC
3: seventeen. Sure. Perfect. So like it
4: doesn't yeah. it doesn't take into account the genres, like, and it doesn't necessarily mean the film is like a, a violent film. Yeah. Um, so, but but whatever, just for the for the sake of talking about it, like you know, the category people were uh, comparing it to like category three films, but specifically like the um, you know, like Herman Yao kind of films, mm-hmm. where it's like. Uh, like, you know, untold story or, or taxi uh, taxi hunter or, or something, hmm. where, where it's like violent and like, you know, pregnant women are getting fucked up and, you know, you know I mean? just like yeah. one of these. Guys. But the thing that's the thing that was really cool, like I saw uh, I, okay, I didn't I didn't want to really make a mo- movie like that because those movies um, just across the board, what they always do is they uh, will always incorporate sort of like this goofy kind of like over the top acting and sort of three stooges style comedy mm-hmm. um, in, into the film. And it's weird because it sort of puts it because, because not only is there that, but there's also like, you know, prolonged rape scenes and you're just like, you know, how is this, how, how am I supposed, cause this is like, what, uh, I, you, you hear interviews with like, with like Herman Yao and he's just like, Oh, we put that stuff in there just so that the audience wouldn't take it, wouldn't take it as seriously or, or, or it wouldn't be as, uh upset by it right but it's like i actually find that it it has the opposite effect because (laughs) what what it does is it like it puts you into this place where you're like okay the film the the film thinks this is funny and yeah right and and we're and we're supposed and the audience should be laughing at this but i'm not laughing at this so what's wrong with me you know yeah it's like
1: injecting levity where levity doesn't deserve to be kind (laughs) of
4: There's, there's like, yeah. but there is, there, you have to understand too, that there is like a cultural disconnect there too. Right. Like, sure. there's, um, like, for example, there's, um, I, I forget the name of the movie, but I saw this one movie where like they, they they take, some guy gets like taken from Hong Kong and they send to China. And then they, he's like, there's all these scenes of like people being like tortured horrifically, like, like, you know, uh, in, in these sort of torture, uh, you know, cells or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're be, you know they're being tortured in like indescribable like ways that that often are you know sexual and like and uh i i remember like uh re- reading sort of you know re- uh, reactions at uh, the uh, theater re- reading about like theater reactions and people like people in hong kong were like just dying laughing because it's it's like a joke about about what you know Chinese Chinese prison is like you know what I mean so it's oh, like okay. it, there's like a guy like you know buried and is like buried underground and his dick is like poking up out of the ground and there's a bunch
1: of ants all over it biting it and it's kind of, oh China you
4: know what I mean it's like uh, oh China them and they're
1: feeding dicks to ants yeah, yeah yeah so
4: I mean that like that's obviously what I'm saying is a little different but at least you yeah. kind of understand that there is yes, that fact yeah 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 so so anyways um uh. I just, I just felt like, okay, you know what, I think this, this could, this kind of stuff could hit a lot harder uh, for my audience, uh, if, which is essentially a Western, uh, uh, international audience, because, Mm -hmm. because here's the thing, um, when you make a film, uh, you have to really understand the audience, and like, I'm not, obviously, I'm not a Taiwanese guy, and we did Mm -hmm. intend, we did intend for the movie to be uh, a Taiwanese release, but, I mean, plenty of, plenty of American films uh, – I mean, the biggest films that are here are, are Hollywood films, obviously, right? Like, I mm-hmm. mean, Avengers comes out. You better hope to God that you don't um, have your film coming out the weekend that, like, you know, mm-hmm. the New Doctor movie is coming out because, because you'll be fucked. No one will go see your
1: movie. Yeah. Um,
4: mm-hmm. so, so the point is, is that um, I figured, the, you know, the Taiwanese audience is familiar with, like, the, you know, the, the language of, like, a Western film Sure. And that's what I'm most familiar with, obviously. I've seen a lot of, a lot of films from a lot of, a lot of, you know, all, all over the place and stuff, but like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I guess sort of you grow up, you, you, that's what I feel is the most in my blood is like the, the sort of, you know, like you're, you know, like, like, for example, you mentioned the fly before, like things like mm-hmm. you know, things, the things you grew up on, like Cronenberg and, mm-hmm. um, Stuart Gordon films, um, oh. and, uh, it, all, all that good stuff, you know, all that stuff that we like. And then also like, I, I had just seen, um, uncut gems before we started doing the, uh, the sadness. And I thought, mm. and I, and I was so impressed by that film because I was just like, a, like a film, a film can be this, you can, you can do this for a film. Like just, yeah. it, it can just be about like a, like I was I was a panic attack. I, very yeah, it, few
1: films have given me as much anxiety as that film ever oh, <laughs> genre or otherwise.
4: It. I love it. And, and, and it, and it's like, um, so that was really like going into it. I was just like, I love how, you know, if, if you buy into this, uh, film, like you're, uh, you know, uh, uh, how, how do I say it? I feel like anyone, like, it, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, this is such a human experience, like mm-hmm. this, this film that like, maybe if I, if something is just very urgent and it's just constantly like, like, okay, what do I do now? And, and you're just constantly kind of think, trying to think on your feet. Like, maybe that will be something that anyone can like, you know? Yeah. Cause how do these, how do these fucking Koreans make the, Make their movies international hits you know like yeah, how yeah, they can have something right. be like a huge blockbuster in korea and everyone gets behind it and it feels very korean it feels very local and people mm-hmm. people are you know pe- korean people are like they, it's like yes this is our our film you know With uh, we, uh, this is a korean film and then mm-hmm. but then also it just goes around the world and it and it's the biggest thing ever you know how do they do that and so i was that was also on my mind too and i and i was just thinking well i mean we're all we're all people you know so we gotta mm-hmm. we gotta um just appeal to sort of the things that are, that are, uh, common, you know, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. and, and being afraid and and trying to get away from someone who's trying to like hurt you and like, and also like sort of uh, being afraid of like, um, if, you know, I mean, of like, if you're a, a woman and like, uh, you're afraid of like, uh, just like a guy who's like, you know, bigger than you and, and feels entitled that you, you belong to him and like, you yeah. know, to like sexually violate you or to, or to harm you. Like, I mean, uh, you know th- these these are these are things that are
1: super strong like they're like yeah. white hot strong the, and they're universal yes, themes. that's exactly
2: what i was going to say too because even the even one of the scenes that you're referring to when we talked on the episode i was just like immediately triggered immediately you know because in like the best I, way I, I, possible that was the best thing that could have happened because i mm-hmm. understood what was going on and
1: everyone just knew even, that even though it was this unique situation that i'd never drift, ridden a, a train a commuter train to work in my life but I immediately was like, I've met a couple guys like the we're referring <laughs> to the kind of uh, uh, I think we refer to him as like the incel businessman that's on the train. Sure. Like yeah, we- everyone knows a person like that. Like, yeah, absolutely. I've met people that are 100 percent capable of that type of behavior, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. And it's just a universal yeah trigger point, I, I think, for everyone. I think the, the other thing that made this like because I. I, I went in and I, I try to do this as much as possible and sometimes just being, you know, involved in the horror community and in the show and going to you know, fast and stuff like that. Sometimes it's unavoidable, but I try to go in as 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 blank slate as I can. You know, I don't watch trailers if I can help it. I, I try to go in with, you know, very, very, very little, you know, understanding of what the movie is. And the only thing I went into the sadness knowing is um I think somebody told me, like, it's kind of a zombie movie, but hold on to your fucking butt. Like, that's all I knew kind of going (laughs) in. And so, you know, I didn't know the angle of the kind of, you know, sexually sadistic elements of the virus, of the Alvin virus. And uh, so it threw me for a fucking loop because the 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 acts that are happening and there's some some really like intense violent you know intense on-screen violence and and some of the most effective frankly is is you know off-screen you know yeah, obviously I, the very the very uh what will go down in history i'm sure is quite a famous um scene in 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 the annals of horror which is uh i believe her name is Molly uh, yeah. with the the uh I'll just say the eye fucking scene. I think everyone knows what I'm talking about is watching this movie. Um, spo- yeah, No, the spoilers are <laughs> spoilers are out the window. Um, but uh, yeah, that's off scene. You know, for the most part, it's you see the emotion, and everything involved with it, you hear it, but it's off screen. Um, the thing that was the most disturbing to me was the intent. You know what I mean? Like that idea of no matter what culture you're in, people taking some degree of like gleeful excitement in these types of acts are is just universally makes your skin crawl. It doesn't matter what culture you are, where you come from, your age. Like that was the most effective thing for me. Maybe goes without saying, but it was one of those things when you see it, you're like, how the fuck didn't I think of that already? Like how, how haven't other people, <laughs> done? Di- you know what I mean? Like it was like, it felt like it was, right there but it was just executed so so well and it was just like it was one more layer of the onion that like yeah I just haven't seen anybody pull back before first
4: of all thanks I, I, you know I'm happy that uh that it worked mm, <laughs> happy yeah. that I got you but mm. the thing is is um like re- regarding sort of the the thing you were saying before about kind of like um a, a movie that kind of surprises you insofar as that like you don't you 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 uh oh man, like I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't realize that, that uh, I was in for this, you know, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. A, or, a mo- or rather a movie that you're sitting in the theater and you actually feel in danger in the theater, like, because mm-hmm. of the movie, like that was my experience. I, I, uh, in Toronto, they actually had Fantasia festival, um, in Toronto for two years. I think it was like 1998 and 99. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of those years I saw, I saw the, the premiere or at least one of the a very early screening of, of the Ebola syndrome Mm
0: -hmm.
4: uh, uh, in in the theater. And I had no idea what it was. I just, it was just like the Ebola syndrome. I was just like, all right, let's go see the Ebola syndrome. A complete like random watch. I had Mm -hmm. no idea what it was. Saw a bunch of Chinese people on the poster. Thought, okay, cool. Let's go check it out. And I couldn't believe how, uh, just how how, like much of a panic attack I had just in the theater, right? Mm -hmm. And, And it was just because like, just like exactly what you said, like you get lulled into you get lulled into sort of actually, I'm not going to say you get lulled into like sort of a false sense of security. Cause right off the bat, that movie starts out with violence, but it's like, yeah. you don't, you don't expect it to kind of go as far as it does. Uh, and, and also it, you don't expect it to kind of like show you like as much as, as it does, because you're used to watching. I mean, at that time, I, I definitely had, had seen, uh, you know, Lots of, lots of international movies, Asian and otherwise, but like, mm-hmm. I'd never seen anything quite like, quite like that before. I'd never seen like one of these like really violent sort of like uh, sleazy, gory uh, crime movies, like a Hong Kong, a Hong Kong movie, essentially. And, um, and I was just like, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't trust, I, I can't trust this movie to be, to be held to the same to hold itself to the same accountability as like a Western film, like mm-hmm. like like what it like I don't know what this thing is going to show me, and and you're and you're sitting there just like please don't please yeah please you can't me. trust <laughs> it yeah yeah you're like, yeah. yeah I th- I think some
3: I think something similar is like happened not too long ago with uh this a Serbian film when that mm-hmm. came out right. okay. and I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of people went into that with like even bravado of like oh I've seen every fucked up thing possible. But then you mm-hmm. see you see that film yeah. and you can't trust that film either, because it just mm-hmm. goes and shows you extremes that like, oh wait, never mind. I got myself into something I shouldn't have. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's exactly what I felt after watching it.
4: Yeah.
3: The
2: thing about a Serbian,
4: a Serbian film, though, is that like it really is it really is a lot like um it really is a lot like the sadness. Or rather, the sadness is really a lot like it. Um in the sense that like a lot of what people, it's all just about something that's in your, that they put in your head. It's not about something that they show you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they don't, have, they don't actually show like penetration with like the baby. Right. right. Yeah. And, they and they don't actually show, pen, they don't show penetration. At, at yeah. any, it's, it's all, and it's, you know, you, you can do it, you can do it safely. Like you, you can have the one guy just being like, being like uh, uh, and then you can have like the, the little, the little boy shot, you know, shot, Eight weeks later, you know, just yeah. being like, hey, right. dad, and it can be, it can be two people in separate rooms that can be done totally safely, where the child is not put any kind of harm, and like, and it can, and it's all just, it's all totally sanitized in terms of the production, but then in terms of like what the idea that it puts into your, puts into your head, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it, it you know, <laughs> life changing in, in the worst way, like sticks with you forever, kind mm-hmm. of thing,
3: right? And yeah, that's a, that's a credit to you as an editor because uh, all the ways you don't show things but we still Mm -hmm. know exactly what's happening and how just you know depraved it is and like Mm -hmm. it makes us create our own images in our minds that are worse
1: yeah there there's an element to it too which you know and it's the old like hey you know whatever you can drum up in your imagination is worse than anything you can put on screen but i think even there might (laughs) for me there's always an even kind of deeper personal element to scenes like that where you're forced to imagine this heavily suggested horrific thing that's happening because you're almost like, it makes you Mm -hmm. feel Mm -hmm. implicit in a way because you're the one imagining it. You know what I mean? Like it's not being inflicted on you. You are in a way inflicting it on yourself. (laughs) So I think it like makes you feel gross about yourself or
4: I can, I can turn around and I can just be like, if anyone gives me any criticism, I can be like, Hey, get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do that. You did that. You fucking psycho. Yeah. Deal with your shit. Right? Then come back. <laughs> 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 yeah. One
4: of the things that I, because um, a Serbian film is interesting because like what it does uh, is actually like, or sorry, rather the, the method by which it does what it does is very similar to the sadness. And in, so far as that it like, um, you know, she gives you all, gives you sort of like all the, the touchstones and then, and then it allows you to sort of imagine it kind of yourself, like what, what the actual act is like, you know? And it's just showing kind of like, um, Mm -hmm. it's just showing you enough uh, of what you need to see, but like, it's not actually showing you like the, the true uh, just here, here it is. There's the thing that that's the horrible thing, you know, it's, it is. So there is like sort of in my, in my, um, from my perspective, that's like the artistry, you know, like that's the, That's the, that's the art of the whole thing. And, um, the, uh, Mm. so like, you know, I learned from a Serbian film because like I, I, that film didn't, didn't get like, uh, it was banned and and illegal in a lot of places. It was like, uh, uh, it didn't get distribution, Mm -hmm. uh, for a long time. Um, it was only able to get like distribution through some like Brazilian company, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was really like yep. just like no one wanted to touch the thing, you know, and it and, it, and uh, mm-hmm. so that kind of made me think like, well, I do want to make money off my film. You know, <laughs> I do want to I do want this thing to actually like have like some sort of like value, because it's not like I it's not like I love I love uh, this kind of material. I mean, I, I, I love this. I would love the sadness. I think the sadness mm-hmm. is, a, is a great film and I'm very proud of it. But at the same time, too, like um, I do want to make. I do want to make money off this thing, you know. I'm not I'm not spending all this time and stressing myself out for my health, obviously. So, um I mm-hmm. tried to I really tried to be very very careful about a lot of that stuff. And and I tried to sort of have my cake and eat it too with a lot of the sexual violence stuff and just sort of, you know, getting getting a lot of it across with just with just dialogue and or um stuff mm-hmm. like I said where I could shoot something where I don't necessarily even have to have the same actors in the, in the same room, you know, for a scene or whatever, you know, some, some of them, some of them are, it was, but like, yeah, um, the, the, the situation is very, the situation is very controlled. Another thing too, is that when you're on set too, like, you don't, you want to keep all these people kind of on your side as much as possible. And like, you don't want to, people get really vibey on a movie set and, uh, and it's very easy for mutinies to happen and stuff. So like, you, you have to, there's so many things to consider. Like, and, and then, um, uh, but yeah, but the, the point, the point that I'm trying to make is that, um, you know, I had sort of the, the Ser- a Serbian film was sort of something I was looking at is like, okay, like, you know, I don't think that anything happened here that was, you know, offside. Um, I think it's all pretty, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a, it's a film and it, 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 ha- it puts some pretty nasty ideas in your head, but it's definitely not like, uh, some, they're not, actually showing you anything that's that's really fucked up um yeah but it's still it doesn't matter it's it's done in a way where it's just like it doesn't matter like no one's touching this mm-hmm. film and these guys are going to be lucky if they if they make their their money back on on the film which they did i actually talked to to alexander the guy who wrote the serbian film oh, wow. who's a fan of this and um we, we talk occasionally um uh, he's a real real warm guy really really uh what's that word Gre- gregarious a very gregarious oh, kind of guy <laughs> but um uh, he uh, uh, we talk a lot about that about sort of like you know and, and he he really is like kind of an, uh, an artist insofar as that he's like um he really is trying to to push he really he really is trying to to you know go beyond, Like oh you know whatever this this idea of like uh, of uh, movies as industry is is bullshit you know like we we have a responsibility and try try to push things and try to this kind of idea right and and I I I, I I wish I could be as courageous as that I'm I'm just trying to make I'm just trying to. I'm, I'm trying to work within sort of the boundaries and and try, I'm not trying to push the envelope, but I am trying to get to the edge of the
1: envelope, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems like, it seems like he's trying to, 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 you know, stretch the rubber band until it snaps, yeah. you know, in, in a, in a way that, you know, he's, his intention is to be, subversive right. in, in a way which which I, I again i can appreciate uh obviously not knowing the guy personally but having much you know better, seen interviews and stuff like the guy. he's a
4: much better writer than me too like i i read i read one of his um his unproduced scripts and it's just like mm-hmm. this is ugh, this is so good i i really wish someone could and it's not even it's not even like what you would think you wouldn't like you know from the from the Sick and twisted minds that brought you a certain. (laughs) (laughs) I think think it's going to be terrible, but it's actually like this really. It's actually almost like like um, uh, like you ever see that movie where with uh where Robin Williams has to like go to like heaven or whatever like oh uh, (laughs) a walk in the dreams or whatever no no you know what dreams what dreams what dreams may may come come. yeah it's sort of like that but then also kind of like Mm. a Cronenberg film together and, like, right. and it's like uh <laughs> i read the script and i was just like man this this is how come no one's made this this is brilliant this is great. <laughs> it's not even it's not even that it's not even that like inflammatory like the it, like it's way way uh, you know just leaps and bounds like away from a serbian film in terms of like being offensive Like yeah. but like um it, i mean this would be awesome this would be a great film i guess maybe just you know I, actually, I don't have a good good uh, reason for that. He's, he's
1: had this script floating around since like 2010 or something. Mm-hmm. Lots of people I wonder if there's that stigma associated with it because uh-huh. for whatever Obviously. reason, yeah. people just won't. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't even, that movie couldn't even get distribution. I know, you know, once upon a time, you know, especially in the early mm-hmm. days of like you, YouTube or earlier days of YouTube where people were like, you know, always make those videos about the most intense, extreme horror movies. Like yeah. they would always bring that up and people were like trying to trade for copies of it and stuff. Cause you couldn't find it. And, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, well, that's
4: like the most intense, like, you know, crazy gory, like the goriest sort of Whatever, like, I I can't stand like I can't stand those kinds of conversations because it's like there that what's what's missing in that conversation is the art. Like I was saying before, you yeah. know, and it's like yeah. you know what, guys, like you can find videos of of people being killed. You can find videos of people being tortured on the internet. You know, like you can find mm-hmm. them if you want them. Like if watch those, yeah. those those are way more intense because people are actually dying. You know, I mean, we're yeah. actually yeah. like, and, and guess what? You can actually see someone like in that situation. You know, like if if that's what you want to watch, like it's it's available, you know, so you know, like to 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 <laughs> to look to sort of like fictional movies and like you know, fake blood and latex appliances for like extreme, like the most extreme thing. It just seems so completely ridiculous to me. You know, and like and it's really mm-hmm. missing the point of like, like do you even like movies? Like do you even like cinema? Like if, if that's what your if that's your goal? It, it's, yeah. it, it just completely boggles the mind. Um, uh, it, 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 it upsets me. And, and again, at the same, at the same time, uh, or not, uh, I'd, I'd like to reiterate the the fact that, um, you know, this is why I, I enjoyed listening to you guys discuss m- my film before. Cause I was just like, like, good. You're not, you're not just sort of focusing in on like, you know, like, Oh wow. The extreme, you know, it's cause it's not, <laughs> yes, for me, that's not what it's about. For me, it's, it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's just about kind of like, um, know just trying trying to to make us remember kind of why you know like what a horror film is and and try to get us to kind of and and actually create something that's like creates anxiety and and makes makes you kind of feel scared but in a fun way like in a Mm -hmm. in a way Mm -hmm. because when you leave the theater like i don't want you leaving like like after the first time you saw like irreversible or like or um I don't want you leaving that way. I want you leaving hyped and and talking with your friends and like, and and going to get, going to get pizza and like, you know, like, fuck. Oh, do you remember the part? Like, you know, but, but I still want like there to be some, some very uh, hard edges in there to, because that's you know it's just like um, a drink like that doesn't have any alcohol in it or like it, that doesn't have like a kick in it or or, or a cigarette mm. that doesn't have nicotine in it like it doesn't have that, yeah. that thing you need that thing to mm. to, to make it yeah. real makes it feel a little dangerous yeah 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 exactly yeah. that's that's yeah. fun it's supposed to be fun right like yeah. to disturb you like is it doesn't make any it doesn't it's not something well, I mean it, it does make sense to me actually like there because there is an audience for that but like I just mm. I just am not uh, interested in really um
1: like trying to just go all the way in in that yeah there's a difference between like and and i literally had this written down you were talking about the you know a a serbian film that's one of those movies that's like you know i always use the the test is would i ever watch this movie again and the answer for serbian film is i have absolutely no desire (laughs) to watch that movie ever again I know, but I just for whatever reason it was to your point it was not fun to me. I had no fun with that movie. Um it was a well-written movie, all that stuff. I had no fun in that movie. The sadness, I had a lot of fun. Well, like and as as disturbing and as you know intensely emotional all those things, you you got you finished the movie and you felt like you got off a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So that 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 feeling that you said of, you know, talking Wow. Did you, when this happened, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like that feeling when you all are sharing that simultaneous, you know, uh, emotional charge getting off of like a thrill ride or something like that. Okay. Um, what was your favorite
4: scene? What was your you know, like, oh, I like the part where yeah, the guy yeah. did the, you know, I mean, it's, it's
1: like a, it's all about like, you know, the,
4: like, when you watch like Nightmare on Elm Street part three and you're talking about like your favorite you know, mm-hmm. kills, you know, like where, where it's like, um, you know, oh, the girl with the TV, you know, it's prime time, bitch. Like, like that, like, oh, like that part. <laughs> or like, um, you know, the part with the, uh, the, the pup, the marionette, you know, there's, it's just all these, yeah. it's just like these iconic, r- very memorable scenes. And there's, and there's lots of them. There's, well, I mean, there's like more than five of them. <laughs> and, then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and, 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 you, and they're, and, uh, and it's just so, fu- I mean, you know, it's just so fun, I guess. Like the, that's mm. another thing too about horror is that it really is like uh so much of it and and I, I think that this is something that people need to talk about more is that so much of like horror um especially like sort of you know this idea that kind of like the best the best movies that came out were in the 80s kind of thing it really is because of just sort of you know us people our age being uh just nostalgic for for oh, yeah. a, a simpler time and and uh and the so much of just like the horror community horror twitter and stuff is, is like kind of just about that you know is about like, oh hmm. it's nostalgia hmm. and,
1: and i am an absolute whore for nostalgia i mean yeah I, I i mean if you look around my office here i'm looking at you know uh Wee herman and uh and uh you count know Chocula. Uh, the the ninja turtles oh yes i've count frankenberry and count Chocolate behind me and all that stuff but yeah i mean it it's funny now because you know uh you know i'm a 37 years old, you know, and I get on, on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. And I see all these people like waxing poetic about Jason X. And I'm like, I remember when that first came out and I thought it was absolutely atrocious. And now I have a little bit of, you know, positive thoughts and nostalgia around it, but there's an entire generation of people who are just in love with that movie because it came out exactly the right time. Exactly. Like, I
4: mean, there, there's, there's yeah. people who, who regard like, you know, the final destination era, of, of <laughs> yeah. the horror to be like the the best because you know because they were born in you know 1990 like whatever like three yeah and then yeah and then they, that's just right the, the for them it's like that's that's what that's what you know was the first was the first uh the first time they smoked crack you know like that's what <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
4: anyway sorry guys yep. I, I have a real tendency to like go off on like long uh tangents so no please, i love it please uh, I'm going to ask you, Brian, to to, to rein me in.
2: Uh, <laughs> I think the he's the worst time. person to ask.
4: I
1: was going to say, Jesus Christ! You, yeah, you're right. asking the wrong person to rein right. in because Megan. I'll go off okay, on.
4: Forget you. it, Brian. Le- Megan, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's focus on you for a bit here. Go ahead. Let's, let's do this interview. Let's conduct this interview here. You know, like, uh, let's make it more like a Larry Brian's gone.
2: Megan's in. <laughs>
1: this is how it's going. Tap out. It's. I was crawling. I was in the center of the ring, and I just barely made the tag. And now you're ready. To I, I feel like probably some here. of
2: my questions even would be probably similar to even Steve's. I'm just, like, curious with this being, like, your directorial debut. Like, how like what was your experience life and like, as far as like how immersed, cause like we were just talking about making really fun scenes. And I'm very curious about like the actual experience of like, you can even maybe choose one. You're like, that's the most super memorable. And like, are you an immersive person where you just want to jump in and be like, no, this is exactly how I want to see this happen. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Like you, you have cause there's no precedent. Like there's, there's never been a Taiwanese movie made like this before. Right. I mean, there's, there's been, um, there's been Hong Kong movie, like as we talked about kind of before. Uh, there's been Hong Kong movies that have like big, um, you know, like big sort of set pieces that are gory, <clears throat> like this mm-hmm. scene in the Untold Story where he, where he chops up like a bunch of little kids in that in that kitchen or whatever, um, mm-hmm. which is a, a fucking crazy scene. Like I couldn't believe that when I saw it. But anyways, um, uh, the thing is, is that uh, you, you like you you want to kind of have that. I wanted to have that sort of John Carpenter, Rob Bottin kind of relationship where it's like, you know, like, Hey, like, look, you finally have your chance to kind of, to really show everyone out there, what you're, what you're made up. So, you know, you guys go off and come up with some stuff. I'll come back after two weeks and, and we'll, and we'll go over what you did and, and we'll, and uh, you know, I hope that you can put a lot of your, yourself into this, you know? And then, um, and, uh, when I went, when I did that, when I went back, I found that like what they were doing was completely not what I was, what I wanted. Like, it was a lot, way more, um, restrained. And, uh, and I felt like I needed to be, you know, I, okay. Okay. So this, you know, this is a place where I can't really expect to get good results by giving autonomy. It's better to, it's better for me to micromanage this. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, sure. whereas like the act, like, you know, to get, um, uh, Wong Chang, the, the guy who plays, uh, the businessman, the incel businessman, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Uh, leaving him to to kind of develop the character himself and, and letting, allowing him to kind of, how do you say that? Cultivate that character himself is um, sure. is like uh, a, a place where giving autonomy is better. Right. So that, that I mean, then I, I realized that that's something that's like important um, as a direct, like uh, an important skill to have as a director is to sort of know when to like, when to really be be uh, uh, a hard ass and, and kind of try like really be, micromanaging and when to sort of allow mm-hmm. to kind of like to be able to see when it's a good idea and when it's not a good idea um yeah so then so then we you know we we come up with uh uh the train scene let's say for that's that's kind of the big gore thing so mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so okay let's let's see what what has to happen in this scene we need to have like uh probably about five just on-screen stabbings uh and then we we, we need to figure out kind of like um you know, like the, the spatiality, like the blocking, like the, you know, how it's going to happen in space. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and then, so we figure that out and then, uh, and then we, then we find out kind of like on set that like, you know, originally it's like, they, they have this method that they use uh, in, in, in uh, previous productions that they've done where they have like a piece of like latex, um, a fake, you know, a fake Halloween knife, retract, retractable knife. And then, um, yep. and then a blood bag that like, that like, punctures underneath and then some blood mm-hmm. comes through the thing though is that like because the camera is like is handheld and whipping around so much um the the amount of blood coming through from that from that blood bag is just not enough right so it's just mm-hmm. like okay so this this is not working this this is just not i mean maybe and it's and, and then they try to argue with you it's like well that's what that's it's realistic we, we use this before and it's like well okay You know, that's great that that it worked before on a previous product, but it's not working now. So like, so instead of trying to make an excuse, we got to come up with a solution. Like what can we do to, to just make this, to make these things really just explode with color. And and he's just like, Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, you know uh, well, you know, they come up with, they try to think of some ideas and they, uh, and they they go back to sort of their playbook. And then, then uh, we end up coming with, coming up with this idea of just, of just putting, uh just getting kind of like a, a plastic bag uh and just filling it like full of blood like a lot of blood like you know like <laughs> like twice this amount like sure. of a mm-hmm. and then just and and not even sealing the top and then just and then just you know uh going you know g- being very aggressive with the knife and then just having that blood just spill and having it drip and 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 you know uh you know, just make, make a big, huge splash, and and collect on mm-hmm. the floor and stuff like that. And then, w- like all of a sudden, when you're when you're picking up somebody and, and whipping them around and stabbing them, all of a sudden, like the it, it makes sense. You know, if that mm-hmm. happened, if that happened in, um, you know, if it, if, it, if it was if if it wasn't for the way the camera was moving, if it wasn't for the way that the 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 action of the actors was, um, it wouldn't look re- it wouldn't feel like it wouldn't feel it's not about it really being realistic but it wouldn't feel right you know because mm-hmm. we're not
1: yeah the physicality's got to be right. there for something that just visceral I mean, and intense you kind of
4: want it. you're looking for like uh it's almost like theater or something like you need the it, mm. it doesn't matter if it's realistic it's like you need the you need the audience to really feel the point of it right mm-hmm. and then, mm-hmm. so that so there's so there's things like that and then uh and then there's also kind of like okay, we, we also have a bunch of okay, we have like an an Achilles tendon bite. We have a a bite to the neck where the uh uh what do you call that Car- uh is that called the carotid artery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The carotid yeah. Artery, <laughs> artery releases and the blood comes out. Um, we also have like the the <laughs> the kind of the the how do you say that
2: the geyser? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna, I was the say,
1: blood, <laughs> say, I was blood
2: the, volcano. The centerpiece. The centerpiece <laughs> the, the centric- okay. the centric- <laughs> yeah. there.
4: Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the cornucopia on the thanksgiving table <laughs> there's that and then uh the, there's also oh there's also the eyeball of course uh mm-hmm. there's also uh, yep. uh the jamming in of the like the, the blade runner you know uh, the thumb mm, in the yeah.
1: eyes yeah love a good thumb in the yeah. eyes uh,
4: so so you know that so you so you have those and then it's like okay well we have to do all those um we're, we're gonna do this all practical and it's like yeah it's like, well how the hell are we gonna do that like that like how are we gonna make sure that they all like that it's it all works and we're not going to have any problems and like because like every time we have to reset this we have to go and remove the makeup clean clean up the actor and do it again and, I, and then mm-hmm. i was like what are you talking about like i didn't i okay so after a while i realized that like we were having this miscommunication because they kept telling me it was impossible and then finally what i realized is that they the the the, the first assistant director and and like uh you know, sort of just more of like the director's unit. They were under the impression that I wanted to do it all in one take. Like they wanted it to be like oh, some. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that was a miscommunication. That that that. Um,
2: I mean, that would have been really impressive for sure. Like I mean, but I don't know. Like
4: that that kind of stuff is like sometimes that can take me out of out of the movie. Like mm-hmm. I was
1: going to say, the quick cuts sometimes are more disorienting in a in a good way
4: well it, it, for me like editing is just it's just part of film right like it's, it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like we're we're trying to we're all trying to make 1912 you know like we're,
3: mm-hmm. we're
4: is, is that what the is that what it's called 1912 yeah, yeah okay yeah. the one yeah. The big one
3: shot yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. or russian yeah. arc you can use either who cares <laughs> Sure. i mean
4: I, I, I like like one one uh one long takes like in some in some places because it it um kind of gives the, uh, this sort of feeling that well you know, depending like, okay. So for example, like we, we use like the one, the one long take when the businessman actually assaults Ollie, Ollie, Molly mm-hmm. in her, in her ocular cavity. Right. Um, that's like one long scene and, and, and the, there's an intention because the one long take is supposed to, um, you know, it's supposed to make you feel like you can't escape. Like this is, mm-hmm. there's no cut here. This is, this is.
1: Well, cause then the, gen, the one guy is hiding under, so you're almost living there with him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Where, that's, that's exactly Yeah, it.
4: Like that, that's yeah. the, that's really the audience, Um, like the, 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 the porthole, the audience porthole, like the audience avatar, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, that guy yeah. thing, like kind of just watching, but unable
1: to, to do that. And
4: also kind of ascribing a, a certain kind of like, frustration or or
1: like or guilt yeah Mm -hmm. that's yeah like uh, would you almost feel like you are as much of a coward as him for not doing something
4: (laughs) that's 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 a big thing that's that's a big thing i think in in a lot of my work is sort of like um you know brave like sort of bravery or like the lack of thereof and the frustration of cowardice like i i find that like i i like that i like these kinds of ideas quite a lot because i because i find that they're Mm -hmm. just like um I, i thought that uh I think that a lot of times when people don't like that stuff in movies is because they just, they, it it offends they because they don't want to, they don't want to like it because if they like it, they feel like in some way that could make, make them be, accusable as like cowards or something like for example mm-hmm.
1: like it hits a little too right. host, close yeah, to yeah, home yeah. It's for like them when yeah.
4: people don't like nocturnal animals and i'm like what do you mean you don't like nocturnal animals i mean he's awesome like that's such a good movie mm-hmm. like that fucking sucked like why didn't that guy fucking do that like i would have done this shut the fuck up. yeah why didn't he just beat everyone's ass you're like yeah we get, we get it we get it we get it we get it's, it's it. a it's about being a coward that's what it's about mm-hmm. like that's yeah it, it's so ridiculous that when people like, anyway so so back to the to the thing about the the side it's just like once once we realized that we were going to do all of these things uh, in separate takes then it's like mm-hmm. okay that makes sense anyways because we want to really see what's going on in this in this take you know like we want, we want to we want the camera to be right there we want to see like that see the Achilles tendon we want to see like the eye uh, get punctured we want to see this stuff very close up so like i mean i want them to be hero shots anyways Mm-hmm. How do we manage the the amount of blood? Like how, what about continuity and stuff? I'm like, well, just, you know, we'll just shoot. We'll just make it sort of, we'll have one moment where there's just blood all over the place that it, it kind of all happens at once. It's not cumulative. And that, mm-hmm. that's sort of what, what uh, the, uh, not so much like the, like the geyser, the geyser was, was already there, but there's also mm-hmm. a part kind of following, following uh, the, uh, the geyser shot where there's just sort of like a big,
1: Wash of blood that comes across. The floor. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a, yeah, it's 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 a it's a shining yeah. almost yeah, 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 exactly. spew of blood and, across. And the floor, the, yeah. the
4: idea there was like um, we, we, that was probably one of the last sh- shots that we did, and I just got like a mop bucket and we filled it full of blood, and I just told the cameraman to <laughs> um, you know to I, I was I would pour it and then he would just follow it and then we would and then we would have the the side of the the subway car like all all bloody, so like the previous mm-hmm. shot would be like almost like no blood. In, or rather yeah pretty much no blood in, in the entire subway car but then like we'll we'll follow like the edge the edge of the blood and then the camera will go up and then we'll show like everyone covered in blood like um uh, so it's like a transition like and that that's that mm. shot that like literally that three seconds or less is enough to tie tie like no blood to blood everywhere and that and mm-hmm. the, yeah it's not gonna the audience will not question it at that point it's just okay no. continuity you know, don't worry about continuity anymore. We did, we fixed it.
1: And then, uh, well, and it's also that, that feeling of like a second ago, we all had a good handle on what was happening. And this is how far things have right. gone in yeah. 30 seconds.
4: Yeah. So, so I, I guess, um, just to sort of put a, put a bow on the question, uh, mm. about like kind of the actual, um, practicalities of production. It's just like, it's really not that difficult to understand how to do it, if you just think about it in a very like pragmatic way, and just sort of and just make sure that you know make sure that you know exactly kind of what you want and what you're doing, and you're and you're not um, you 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 don't have just kind of a vague idea of kind of what you know, mm-hmm. you know like like if you know exactly kind of what you want, and like okay, we need we need this, we need this, we need this, we need this, uh, and we need to tie it all together. We need to these are some things we need to make sure uh, we keep an eye on in terms of continuity. Uh, and, and then, and then at that point, like it, you know, because the people on set they're, they're, they'll, they're just there to listen to you. They're not really there to come up with their own ideas a lot of the time. I mean, the cinematographer Mm -hmm. is there to to discuss with, but like, as far as the director's unit is concerned and as far as everyone else is concerned, they're, they're just waiting to hear what you say. So, um, it's important to just like, to really have a clear idea. And that's where like having very detailed storyboards comes in. Um, and I, 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 if I were to give, you know, if anyone were to ask me about like the, the suggestion, uh, in terms of just like production or whatever, like, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just Rob Jabazz here. I made, I made just the sadness. That's about it. But like, um, mm-hmm. if anyone asked me for uh, advice, I'd say, uh, do try to get your storyboards as detailed as possible, like shot for shot and, and draw them, draw them the way that you are going to like edit the film. So that yeah, so that you know, and and then and then at that point you can kind of like look at them and figure out which ones you can do in one shot and and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's this is all part of the f- no that
1: makes that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense too because you know and and not being a filmmaker but obviously having a, a great am- interest in it and having seen you know um, or talked to a lot of filmmakers and stuff. I think that especially young filmmakers do fall into that. Um that pitfall of feeling like they need to make big creative decisions on the fly, because that's like the romanticized part of filmmaking, or just try like something maybe out, you know? in movings. Yeah. Like, Hey, but having that all laid out, like you said, in storyboard form, now it becomes more like block and tackle. Let me make,
4: let me make, let me make an amendment to that. So yeah. Uh, okay. So that's that's a good idea like that's if, especially if you're doing on a if you're working on a low budget like you have to remember that making a movie is like you've heard the term time is money before you've never experienced mm-hmm. like the the idea of time is money more than than when you're on a when you're working on a movie set right because it's just like literally it's just like there's a, a furnace door opens and then it's just like sh- like snow shovel fulls of dollar bills going into like a furnace <laughs> right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and
4: then so you're just like um you're trying to get everything done like as quickly as possible and you're trying to, and you're trying to, to get your, all your shots and you're trying to end even more than getting all your shots, but like trying to get that shot that closes the scene. So you can at least close the scene. Maybe you don't get all your shots, but at least you can end the scene, you know, Mm -hmm. at
1: least the door shut behind you. Yeah. (laughs) So there's
4: that. But, uh, but I mean, you're dealing, you're dealing with, with, like the sun going down sometimes you're dealing with like uh weather you're dealing with something something taking way longer than you thought it would like just you know in terms of resetting oh this will take 10 minutes It takes 2 hours right so like the thing mm-hmm. is is um you have to like you have your storyboards but you have to also be um able to think on your feet enough to be f- know when you can be flexible with them and and know when it's like okay you know what Uh, we, this is supposed, this is supposed to be an escalator, but we don't have that escalator on this location. So now we have to figure out real quickly how to do it with, uh, like get every emotion and thing, all the, all the things that are supposed to be in this scene. Uh, we have to get that across, but there's no, uh, in like, there's no, uh, incline like escalator part anymore. Now it's just a tunnel. So it's just a tunnel Mm -hmm. now. So how did like, but we still want it to feel like the same, uh, urgency and stuff that's kind of a it's not not a very clear example but i think you know what i'm trying to say like mm-hmm. no yeah. I, I do yeah. Totally. yeah
3: so so that kind of leads me to a question of uh, and i think it happens on probably every movie but like was there anything you were in love with at the script stage that just didn't make it to the final you know whether it didn't make it out of the script or didn't make it through the editing room was there anything you, that you were in love with that you
4: lost um that i was in love with uh there was, um, I wasn't really like the, the film that came out at the very end is like, um, everything, everything that I wanted was there, uh, basically, but there were some things that I kind of, uh, ideas that I had that I left on kind of the cutting, on the, you know, they, they weren't even in this, they weren't even in the script before I even wrote them, but I had some, you know, I had some idea I had this one idea. I mentioned it when I gave my, uh, Q and A at Fantasia when I was at Fantasia, but, uh, it was like, um, I wanted the, the, there to be a guy in the hospital who was getting open brain surgery and he had like, you know, his his head kind of open and he had mm-hmm. like, a,
0: mm-hmm. like a,
4: that, that green piece of latex, you know, like that divider or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden a bunch of infected break into the operating room and then one guy like... One, one infected guy drops his pants and then takes a shit inside of the guy's... <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: Didn't we talk uh, about
2: Gigi Allen in our intro? <laughs> uh, I did, we
1: did. We had a Gigi Allen conversation. <laughs> <G>. Alan- that <laughs> reminds me of if, if Gigi <laughs> Allen, um, you know, edited or or shot that one scene from Tammy and a T-Rex. Oh, okay. That's pretty much where it's going. <laughs> oh,
4: <God>. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, I, I, ran that, I actually wish that I included that because that would be another sort of one of those like... You know, well, here's the thing: is that the problem was that it felt like it was too like funny, because you guys all laughed.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. What if I did it so that it wasn't funny? What if, what if I did it like with the music and like with just like the the way that it was shot? If it was just like super uncomfortable.
2: What
1: if if something
2: in my
4: head,
1: you know, like Like a real (laughs) realistic, like. Grimy shit. Yeah. Yeah, we might not be like, the audience not to like ask a, not this like type a, of question, because yeah. we are like,
2: we're like, we'll take she, on all the fucked up things, you know. We Give it we,
3: we watched <laughs> too many trauma movies to not find poop funny, so <laughs> uh,
4: yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that that was basically that. Uh, there's a in terms of just like stuff that was on the cutting room floor in terms of editing. We I did have to cut out about like seven or eight seconds of just like um, a, an infected guy having sex with a corpse on the street. That it, it mm. is in the movie but you only get to see it for like about half a second right cool. i and I, I know immediately right. what you scene you're talking yeah, about yeah. if um if, yeah. if i didn't cut that scene out then i wouldn't have gotten into like a festival that i that i was really wanting to get into uh they, they mm-hmm. the way by the way the, the way that this all works like like all of these like programmers they 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 program for like different festivals and like they all know each other and like it's this little weird like you know community and stuff so it's kind of like they, they, and they really do act as like gatekeepers. Um, mm, yeah, and it's like sort of a good thing if you if you're friends with them, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing too. Like, or rather, forget if you're friends with them. If they like you, you know. If they don't mm-hmm. like you, then then you're then forget about it. But if they if they like yeah, you, yeah. or if they think you're cool, then like, you know, then st- stuff flies. You know, because I mean, at the end of the day, just like we, we said before, like, um, you know, like, why does something like why does something like the sadness thread the needle and something like this, like a Serbian film, not thread the needle, you know, and actually, I, maybe I, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that that has anything to do with whether or not people like the people who made it or not. That's not really the issue. It's just more of like the the c- consensus of this gatekeeping community, you know, like, oh, this is mm-hmm. not, this is not the right thing. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, sorry. So that, that's the, that's, that's it. That's what I got to say about that.
3: Continued in part
4: two, I hate Mondays.